And welcome to your Monday morning, September 13th, Unconscious Update with me, your friend, Jay Call. This past weekend, Anderson Silva and Tito Ortiz step out of the octagon and into the boxing ring. The bell rings. Tito comes out, aggressive as ever. He's upset about the weight cut. He hates Wing Chung. He's going for the finish. He puts Silva against the ropes. Silva avoids the worse. They go back. They go forth. Tito pressures Silva into a corner. He's peppering him with shots. Silva dips. He slips. He dodges. He dives. Tito's going in for the kill, smothering him with attacks, and he's unconscious. That's right. Anderson Silva knocks out Tito Ortiz out cold in 81 seconds. Amazing, amazing result for the spider. Tito takes to social media after the fight to reveal that the one and only Anderson Silva gave up his first class airplane ticket to Tito Ortiz's female companion so that she could sit with him on the long ride home. Winning hearts and minds, Anderson Silva. Winning hearts and minds. In the main event of Saturday night's event, Vitor Belfort overwhelms Evander Holyfield to a first-round TKO victory. A bit of a controversial stoppage, but one I think we can all agree with. Good for you, Vitor. Go on and fight Jake Paul. Whatever. I mean, at this point, whatever. Conor McGregor in yet another physical altercation at the MTV Video Music Awards. Um, His opponent, a one Machine Gun Kelly. Never heard of her. Some tall, gangly, ghostly white apparition of a person who was accompanied by the one and only Megan Fox. Megan gets doused in a drink. Connor has to be separated from the one Machine Gun Kelly. Make it our next Triller main event. Might as well. It's how the world's going. Might as well. Might as well. In other news, uh, transgender fighter Alana McLaughlin makes her debut and uh, secures a second round, second round submission victory by rear naked choke. How do you feel? You be the judge. Coming up this weekend uh, at Bellator 266, Phil Davis versus Yoel Romero, as well as UFC Vegas 37, Anthony Smith versus Ryan Spann. And that is your unconscious update. Take care now. Bye-bye then. Whoo! You guys, you don't even know. I think that was my seventh take of the update, okay? I'm not perfect. You know, this this is hard to do, especially when you've got little to no energy, all right? I'm brightening up. I'm drinking my green juice. We're getting a little bit of energy, um, but I'm feeling good. Feeling good. All right. What did we start off with? Silva and Tito. I mean, crazy. Crazy result. Uh... I mean, Anderson Silva is looking at, I mean, he's the, he is the true winner of this weird post-career, post, you know, MMA boxing career, all this madness going on with these celebrity events and uh, uh, legends events. I mean, he's the one person that's actually doing well, actually doing well, um, seems to be thriving in this environment, and, and I'm glad. 
I'm glad. I mean, if you don't remember, or if you're too young to remember, Anderson Silva was like the original, the original character to talk about crossing over to boxing. I mean, it was talked about a lot in the late 2000s that Anderson Silva would make some kind of a crossover event. Um, I mean, this was at his height in the UFC. He was talking about fighting... uh, who was he talking about fighting back in the day? I know Roy Jones was kind of always someone that he was talking about. Um, and we really thought we were going to get Roy Jones like a, a, a two years ago or something like that. But but back in the day, it was always talked about that he would go over to boxing. And I think he had had, one or, he had, had like two or three professional boxing bouts on his record before all this. And, and he was such, such leaps and bounds ahead of everybody in striking that it was just, it was always a thing that we, we would see him box. Um, so it's just been kind of a pleasure to watch him and you get to see that, oh, he's truly skilled, truly skilled uh, and very competent in this sport. Um, and, and, it, and it just makes you wonder what it would have been like if he would have crossed over more in his prime. Um, but, you know, it's just it's nothing but impressive from him. I mean, he's 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 still got it. He's still doing the work, you know, and uh, and, and, and who knows about about Tito? I mean, it just it is what it is, you know, and and th- these guys are when they get to this point in their life, they've had a million fights. They've been training and fighting and putting their body, you know, th- through the paces for 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 30, in some cases, longer years uh they just get weathered they become delicate you know for lack of a better term um and and it's just one you can only receive so much damage because it you know i don't know i guess i'm just getting on a tangent there because it was not a giant shot that put him away but i mean he just got clipped like right on the side right behind right on the side of the head in the temple and i mean it was lights out i mean tito was out cold face planted on the ground crazy crazy result was not really expecting that um and you know kudos to silva i mean there's there's not much more to say i really like how he's handling this who knows if we'll get you know i'm sure we will see him again he's been having such good results and he's getting paid probably buku's of money to do this he just took literally zero damage i don't think tito landed a single shot on him i mean every shot that he I mean, he was coming out aggressive. I mean, he was pushing him up against the ropes, kind of pushing some jabs at him. But everything that he threw, Silva was able to dodge and evade. You know, he's so elusive. And the fact that he doesn't have to worry about kicks, I mean, it just make it's just he's even he's that much more elusive. So I don't think he took one shot. So we'll definitely see him again. You know, we'll get into Vitor and, and Holyfield, but they both called out the Paul brothers. So you know, are we going to get some kind of a matchup with the Paul brothers? Who knows? Who knows? Um, but nothing but good things for Silva and his future, and it's really good to see. After after him really winding down in the UFC, it's been really nice to kind of uh, see some really good results for him. To kind of, He's one of those characters we want to see go out on top. We want to see go out on a high note. Um, so at the very least, if he can get a couple wins doing this boxing stuff, get paid, look good doing it, and make us all like just feel a little more you know, warm and fuzzy, about how he's exiting the spotlight. Yay, it's good for all of us. Good for all of us. Man, the Vitor Belfort and Evander Holyfield fight. I mean, you know, I talked we talked about it last week. I mean, every almost everyone feels the same about it. Almost everyone feels the same that Evander Holyfield should not be fighting when he's 58 years old. 
and, and he looks and kind of sounds the way that he does. I mean, it's it's nothing against him, obviously. I just you wonder if it's it's pay related. You wonder if it's, yeah. I mean, it's just these guys. It's all they've ever known. I mean, what other skills does Evander Holyfield have? I mean, what other skills? And and all on professional skills, you know. I'm sure the guy's talented in other ways. I'm not saying that he's dumb or anything, but you know, the guy's been fighting since he was like a kid. He's been he's been fighting like full time since he was a teenager. They they go on they have this uh, very long competitive career as a professional athlete, and then it ends. It's very common theme, very common theme throughout all sports. I mean, if you hit forty years old, you are an, you're done in athletics. It's a young man's game. Thirty five year old basketball player is freaking old. You know, thirty eight year old basketball player. I mean that that's like it's it's rare. It's rare to see in baseball. You can do it. You can you can play into your forties, but like. There's no 45-year-old hockey players, you know, or, or, or football players. That's ancient, you know, and, and, but they're young men. They're young men. They have their entire life ahead of them, you know, and they're like, what are they going to go do? They've made millions of dollars. What's, what's Evander Holyfield going to go do? Get a job? No, you know. This is what he's done his whole life, you know, and it's what he's passionate about, and, and he, he still wants to engage in it, and he's probably bored as shit, you know. He's 58. It's been a handful of years. He, you know, he still trains. He's still in shape. And it's like, what else is he going to do? You know, what else is he going to do? They get bored. They get back in there or they need the money. They get back in there. But it is just hard. It's, it's a really hard conversation because it's ultimately up to them, you know, if they feel that way and if, they're, if, if they are sound enough to get in there. But that, that right there is the issue, is what, what does that mean? What does that mean? What does a sound mind or sound body mean? You know, and, and we all kind of feel the same way, that Holyfield just shouldn't be in there, you know, and Vitor goes in and just demolishes him, you know, overwhelms him. And we're very, very lucky that the ref stopped it. I mean, at, at the very least, you could tell that they were all on the same page, that if, if this starts going south, we're done. We're done. We're not going to get all the way there. If it starts going south, you're going to be done. And thank God. Thank God. Because I think we got out of there. It could have been way worse. So... Vitor goes on to celebrate like he just won the championship of the world and goes on to call out Jake Paul. I mean, the world is, is, is it ending? I don't know. It's just the world is crazy right now. It is crazy. This, this stuff, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it, and it comes down to the market. It comes down to people buying it, you know, and it, I don't, I don't know what else to say about it. I, do I want to see that fight between Vitor Belfort and Jake Paul? I, I haven't, I, I really don't know. I really don't know. I mean, I gave my thoughts a couple of weeks ago. I think Jake and Logan should fight each other and ride off into the sunset. That's what I think they should do. That would be epic, but they're not going to do that. We're seeing stuff about Jake Paul fighting George Masvidal. You know, Vitor Stone, his name in Anderson. There were people talking about Anderson Silva and Jake Paul after the Jake Paul-Woodley fight. Um, and now that Silva just had a, a, a really impressive victory, it's probably prime time to put Anderson against one of the Paul brothers. I mean, who, who knows which, but... I mean, where's it going to lead? And, and it all it all depends on the Paul brothers. That's what's so crazy about this is the Paul brothers truly are in control. I mean, how does that happen? I mean, they are literally pulling all the strings. They have control of all of this. The ball has been in their court the whole time, and they literally have the entire industry just by the, by the strings. I mean, it is hilarious how that, that, how that is. And it is 
ultimately up to them on what they want to do. Do I mean, do they want to fight Vitor Belfort and Anderson Silva? They want to stick with the the old MMA fighters. Do they want to go on to boxing, fight Tommy Fury, you know, fight other big characters in that in that realm? You know, do they want to do some other kind of, you know, weird celebrity type thing? I mean, it is ultimately up to them. All these people are begging Jake and Logan Paul for for an opportunity. And it is hilarious to watch. They, I mean, it just blows your mind that they've put themselves in this position. And it shows you how smart they are. It shows you how well-designed this entire scheme has been. And it has just played out into their favor. So who's going to get the opportunity? Who's going to get the shot? Who knows, you know, and, and and is it gonna all remain under this weird triller umbrella? I mean, are they here to stay? Is this is this the new organization? We're gonna have boxing, we're gonna have MMA, and we're gonna have triller events. I mean, this how that's how it seems to be going. It's how it seems to be going. So whatever your cup of tea is, enjoy. Enjoy. That's what it's all about. Um, Connor. Oh my god. I mean <coughs> <laughs> oh, sorry about that. Whew. I mean, <coughs> I'm going to have to edit that out. I'm not going to edit it out. I'm going to choke to death on video, okay? <coughs> Here we go. Whew. I mean, what excuse are you making to, to, to be rooting for Conor McGregor at this point? I mean, what are you telling yourself? that makes you like Conor McGregor. I don't understand. I mean, he has just turned into a run-of-the-mill douchebag. Just a run-of-the-mill douchebag. You go to any bar anywhere in the country on a Saturday night, Saturday night and see 10 guys just like him. Just being a douche, looking for a fight, trying to stay relevant, trying to get attention. I mean, why? I don't understand. I mean, what is it? I mean, is it just he cannot hold his booze? He gets all he gets all boozed up and just gets pissed at everybody. You know, that's a real a real question. I mean, I, I mean a real question. I mean, we all know angry drunks. We all know angry drunks. Um, is it just uh, is it just everywhere he goes, he's looking for an altercation? I mean, I've talked about it before. This is not new. This is not new. I mean, Connor's been doing this forever. I mean, he he was finding drama or finding altercations everywhere he went but it was just so much different on his rise on it was so much more targeted within like the relevant ended like what was relevant I mean he was he was very, it seemed like they were way more targeted on who he was having altercations with and, and and when he was doing it it just made so much more sense and it really added to his rise nowadays it's just some old man in a bar Nowadays, it's just Machine Gun Kelly at the MTV Music Awards, you know? I mean, what excuse are you making to still be rooting for him? I mean, what is going to happen? What's his future? Who knows? Who knows? I mean, it's, it's just driving me nuts because I am an old-school Connor dick rider, okay? I'm an old-school Connor dick rider. I'm proud of it, and it breaks my heart. It breaks my heart to see him going through this or, or, or doing whatever he's doing because it makes me hate the guy. It makes me hate the guy. You know, I mean, like, I can't root for you. I can't root for you when you're just doing bullshit all the time. Just like, whatever, Connor doing some bullshit again. Uh, whatever, Connor doing some bullshit again. I mean, that's how it's been for the last two years. 
And it's like, okay, maybe he'll fight every 18 to 24 months and I'll see how interested I am in it then. So that's just what it is nowadays to, to, to watch Conor McGregor. So, I mean, why he's getting into this thing with Machine Gun Kelly. I mean, Machine Gun Kelly, man, is just, is, is he becoming like the, a part of the, the, the uh, MMA community? I mean, the, the, the MMA industry, is he going to be commentating some UFC events soon? I mean, every single time they show celebrity, the celebrity uh, um, uh, gallery at the uh, UFC events, Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox are there, you know? And then now he's getting into it with Connor. I mean, he, he's constantly in the MMA sphere, um, and, and I guarantee you we'll be seeing him commentate something soon on one of these thriller events or at the UFC. They'll do something. Um, him and Steve-O seem to be the uh, the celebrities of choice that they love to really shine the light on. So, you know, anyways, I don't know what else needs to be said about that. I mean, if you want to keep up with the Connor nonsense, keep up with it. I don't get it. I don't get it nowadays. So, the trans fighter, Alana McLaughlin, I am not going to talk about it. I can't. I can't do it. Up to you to decide. Do you think it's fair? Do you think it's not fair? Uh, you know, it's just, it's just political at this point. You know, I mean, there are other people out there to fight that battle. It is not going to be me. Okay. I won't do it. Um, I think all that's left is this weekend. What's left for this weekend. Anthony Smith, Ryan Spann. We'll start with Phil Davis and Yoel Romero. Um, yeah, I don't think there's much else to say. Phil Davis, Yoel Romero fighting in Bellator this weekend. Um, should be a good one. Should be a good one. Finally, we get Yoel Romero back. When was his last fight? Uh, <clears throat> I mean, we've been highly anticipating Yoel. Uh, just any time Yoel Romero fights, I mean, people want to see that, right? You agree? I mean, I agree. March 2020. So it's been over. It's been about a year and a half since we've seen um, since we've seen Yoel Romero fight. His last fight was against. Israel Adesanya uh, lost unanimous decision loss. Uh, and uh, the, the big thing was the, the Bellator light heavyweight Grand Prix where he was supposed to fight. Who was he supposed to fight originally? Um, he was supposed to fight. Oh, yeah, Rumble Johnson. Rumble Johnson, the MMA gods. The MMA guys, gods took that away from us. I don't know why. I don't know why they saw fit to do so. And we were only looking forward to it, and they ripped it away. But at least we get another good matchup with Phil Davis. Um, I like this fight. I mean, I like this fight. Who do I like in it? I, it's a, it's an even shoot. I mean, if Anthony, if Phil Davis is on, if Phil Davis is on, um, man, he's he's hard to beat. I mean, he is one of the best in the world. Um, but he really heavily relies on his wrestling capabilities. And who's a better wrestler than Yoel Romero? And Phil Davis has got power, but Yoel Romero's got some crazy power. I mean, he, and that's very commonly said, the last thing you lose. He's still very dangerous, but Phil Davis, you know, I think has been a little more active. Um, but yeah, I mean, who knows? I mean, it should be a really good, a really good matchup between those two. Um, definitely worth your time watching. And then, uh, and then the UFC's fight night, we got Anthony Smith and Ryan Spann. There's some really good fights on this card. We got Joaquin Buckley, Arman, uh, Sarukian, um, Jim, no, Jim Miller's out. Jim Miller got COVID. Um, I got to, where was it? Who was stepping in for Jim Miller? It doesn't matter. No one's listening at this point. But anyways, uh, yeah, he, uh, Jim Miller's out with COVID against um, Nicholas Mota. 
Um, I can't remember who his replacement is. And then we got Ian Kudalaba and Devin Clark. Um, that should be one, prob- potentially your fight of the night right there. Potentially your fight of the night right there. Those guys are always exciting. Um, Kudalaba is always a really interesting character. Paints himself green like the Hulk. Um, and, and and comes to finish or get finished. I mean, uh, whatever you think about that guy's shtick, I mean, he's a really talented fighter, really aggressive, really entertaining. Um, I love watching Kudalaba fight. Um, and Devin Clark's no joke. That should be a really, really good uh, light heavyweight bout in the co-main event. And then Anthony Smith and Ryan Spann. Um, I like this fight as well. I mean, Ryan Spann, he's on, he should be on a pretty good streak right now. Um, very powerful. Uh, exciting newer heavyweight. Let me see. There we go. Fight before last, he lost to Johnny Walker, um, coming off a victory over Misha Sukunov. Um, but man, 19 and six, you know, got some good experience, been in the UFC for a little bit now. Um, fought Noguera, Devin Clark, Sam Alvey, Johnny Walker, uh, Misha Sukunov. So really racking up the experience. But I mean, Anthony Smith might be one of the most experienced guys in the UFC. I mean, 51 fights, you know, he's fought for the belt before, fought Alexander Gustafson and finished him, you know, just just came off of two submission, two finish victories, a submission win over Devin Clark, um, and a doctor stoppage over Jimmy Crute. That was a crazy uh, kind of result. But man, I mean, fought Rashad Evans, uh, Shogun Hua, uh, finished Uzdemir, you know, fought John Jones for the belt. So I mean, Anthony Smith has done and seen it all. Um, just seems to be getting better and better with his experience. Um, I mean, he's going to be a tough, tough cookie to solve from Ryan Spann. But Ryan Spann's got that power that if he can land something big on Anthony Smith, night's going to be over real quick, real quick. So should be a fun fight night. Um, I, it'll probably fly, fly under a lot of people's radar. But there's not a whole lot else going on this weekend, so it might do a lot better than I'm giving it credit for. Um, we got the UFC 268 coming up next, right? Is that what it is? 266, 8. I think it's 268. The stacked 268. Um, 266. Yeah, I was wrong. 266, um, which is pretty dang stacked. Got the Robbie Lawler fight, but we'll talk about that next. Uh, we'll talk about that next week. Um, I'm going to be gone the rest of the week traveling. Um, like I said, no one's listening, no one cares. But if you are here, I love you. Bye.